This is Dan Fogler. You must draw one last breath. Welcome to Draw One Last Breath Podcast. My name is Matt. And I'm Paul. Welcome to this week's episode. We've been to the cinema to watch La La Rona. Uh, Something to scream about this week is our favourite zombie movie or movies. And also our movie from the vault is none other than the cult classic Shaun of the Dead. My God. How are you doing this week? Well, yeah, I've had loads of fun. Welcome to all our breathers out there. Thanks for joining us and listening. <laughs> Heavy breathing. Pervy. Pervy. <laughs> okay. Should we get some news on the go? Yeah, man. Let's get started. We're obviously, you know, we've got to apologise right from the set, out go, right from the start because um, we have been a bit idiotish. And, well, actually, it's your fault because you're going to, to watch Dropkick Murphy's tomorrow. It's not my fault. And we had to change the podcast. So, that's why I'm really tired, because we went and watched the end game at 12 o'clock last night. Yes. And we're recording this on a Thursday. Thanks, Hashtag Paul. Hashtag no spoilers. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about some news. What let's you talk got? about some horror news. What you, you know? got, big boy? The last couple of weeks, obviously, we've had the start of Game of Thrones. Yeah. So, that's uh, we, we like to, you know, gather around our friends and uh, watch that. So, there's been a group of us sort of watching the first two um, scene setters. And they've been beautiful scenes there, ready mm. for uh, loads of horror what, like Monday, elements in it as yeah, well. Yeah, and Monday's episode, well, yeah, horrific tale by Giants Bane mm. about being on his uh, on a giant's teat. Mm. Uh, yeah, and that's how I become big and strong. That was fucking cracked me up. It was great, fucking great. Game Thrones has been great. Yeah. It's going to be a nice little sto- story and arc ending. It's yeah. going to be an emotional week. So ahead. that's all done. But I haven't watched any new horrors, but I have seen a little um some new things coming out there's a new tv show which is being produced by james Wan. okay yeah and there's just a new trailer that's came out so i've seen this on um bloody disgusting and um it's being premiered on may 31st which is also someone's birthday mine oh 21 again and it's going to be dark basically so swamp thing is obviously a comic um it's in the dc universe so it's going to be so Swamp Thing centres on a CDC researcher, Abby Arcane Reed, where she returns to a chartered home of Homer, Louisiana, in order to investigate a deadly swamp-born virus. She de- develops a surprising bond with scientist Alec Holland, only to have him tragically taken from her. But as powerful forces descend on Homer, intent on exploiting the swamp's mysterious properties for their own purposes, Abby will discover that the swamp holds mystical secrets both horrifying and wondrous, and a potential love of a life may not be dead. After all, I mean, Swamp Thing's always been a bit of a dark comic for DC. Yeah. So this, yeah. uh, look at the trailer. They've got it's a nice, got a nice dark element okay. to it. So I think we're going to be sort of following that. Is it only that, like ten episodes or something as well? I think. Yeah, it's only so a small, quite run, short run, but, and I think that's it. They're literally just doing ten episodes, and that's the end. 
But um, Ian Zeering's in it. Oh, cool. So That's hopefully nice. there'll be some sharks for him to... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Come out. A bit lucky. But yeah, I'm happy with that. So, um, Also, yeah. we talked about remakes three, four episodes ago, Yeah, I think. Yeah. And interestingly enough, I mentioned something. So it's almost like I'm a prophet now. Oh, let's do it. So James Wan... You've been listening, story by You've been listening to our podcast, obviously. Yeah. It's producing the new adaptation of Stephen King's Salem's Lot of New Life. Did yeah, I, I see that. Did actually, I already yeah. mention that at some point? I think so, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. It rings a bell, but I thought I predicted it. I think we it. were talking about um, Stephen King things we'd like to see remade, and I think you you actually mentioned about that. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. So yeah. that's like I'm a prophet now. Yeah. I, I seriously think he was listening in, mate, and he's yeah. just like, those boys are right, let's get on it. You're welcome, James Wan. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I said, I want to see the old... Tooth, the I'd big fang vampire. I love to see that. And we um we know that it's had a couple of um like remakes and stuff. Happening. Mm. The first one's nineteen seventy nine, I think, and then there was another one in nineteen ninety. Like a, it was a TV series, wasn't it, that we found? Mm. Yeah. Um, with um, what's his face? So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Bring it on. That's two James Wan's new. Absolutely. He's a busy boy. On, on that as well, I was on the Stephen King thing. Apparently, they've announced that they're going to be doing the Stand TV show. Is that actually happening? Apparently so, We've been talking about this for a very long time now. The Stephen King himself, apparently. Half the press. Really? Yeah. What's that? What Do you know? All I've read, literally, all I've read is that he is basically come out and said that they're making a TV show of it. And I think he's going to be on a podcast. It might be post-mortem or something like that. But he very rarely does things like that. So I would imagine he'll probably say more on that. But he really doesn't do many, many things like that. I mean, I love the book. The book's long. Mm. It's massive, but it's, it's so a big fun. Book. And the TV show, the TV mini movie that they did back in the um, early nineties. I remember I think watching it. that. Yeah, it's great. I didn't think it was that bad. I, I loved it. it. It's got some great actors in there. Mm, cool. Right then, Matthew. Oh, my turn is it? Wow, your friend of mine, Mister Alley Cat Graphics, has uh, got a little bit of news popped up on on my Instagram feed that he's bringing out. I just just when I thought he couldn't get any better. <laughs> he's posted that there's something coming out we don't know what yet but there's something coming out from Alicat Graphics that is going to be the Goonies what? yeah something Goonies something related. Goonies related? yeah Ghoulies Ghoulies yeah Ghoulies I thought Go- you said Goonies Ghoulies what could you do for Goonies? you could do sloth but it's not Goonies it's the Ghoulies the Ghoulies so maybe yeah. get that little baby yeah, the little the little what the little toilet, toilet dude the little toilet that'd be cool man. I'd buy that all day yeah all day, mate. He'd be anything right. ghoulies, mate. But, but I thought that was awesome, so go and check that out. Um, I'm sure that'll be coming soon. Um, also, I've had um, somebody reach out to me via Instagram, a guy called Abel that's got a movie coming out. It's called Midnight Devils. Right. And it's starring uh, Michael Berryman, you know, the guy from the original Hills of Eyes. He's in quite a lot of horror things. Got, you know, the bold guy. You the keep one who looks like the, the looks Italian like ref. ref. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, they've got a movie coming out uh, or, or being made at the moment called Midnight Devils. Um, uh, he sent me a link to the trailer and I watched the trailer and fuck me, man, it looks cool. I mean, it's quite obviously relatively low budget. It's an indie movie, but the the creature effects in it and stuff look messed up. Really, really good. Why um, has this not been shared with me yet? Because I was saving it for this. 
Yeah, but I want to watch the trailer. Yeah, well, I'll show you the trailer after. <laughs> I'm like a sulky child now, though. <laughs> well, I'll show you it definitely after. Right, cool. And I'll post it on our social media and stuff. But they've also, um, they've basically, I think the film's been 90% made, but it's got an Indiegogo um, site that's available. And I'll pop the link up on our social media again and stuff like that. But if you do want to invest in this movie, there is a, like a Kickstarter type thing on Indiegogo. Um, and you can go and donate money to get it finished and stuff. But it looks like it's pretty much done because the trailer looks awesome and stuff. But I think it's just to tie up a few kind of scenes or a scene left or something and distribute it and stuff. But it, by the looks of the trailer, man, it looks fucking good, man. Can we so get executive, executive producer rights? <laughs> I don't know, maybe if you put enough money in. But yeah, that's that. Um, I've read a little bit more about the Ranger coming to Shudder on the 9th of May. Shudder UK? Wow, that's the thing. Mm. I can't find anywhere. So I'm betting that it's probably just US. I bet, yeah. But we'll see. Uh, if, if they don't, man, I'm going to write an email to Netflix. And, sorry, not Netflix, Shudder. And I'm going to be like, what the fuck's going on? What uh, are you doing my four ninety nine a month? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want some new content. Um, Netflix. I don't know if you've read this, but remember the zombie TV series called Dead Set? Yeah, with um, by Win- uh, Jamie Charlie Winst- Brooker. Charlie Brooker, Jamie Winston yeah, was in it. That's right, yeah. So apparently they're remaking it. So it's re- been re- remade, but a Brazilian um, TV show of the same thing. Okay. The same script, but Brazilian, and it's called Reality Z. That is coming out on Netflix. Don't know when, but it's a remake. You know, it, I, I mean, Dead Set was incredible because obviously it was because it was so British and yeah. because it had like, you know, it, had, it was on that sort of popular um, Big Brother vibe. Oh, when it it was stroke when the iron was hot because obviously yeah. reality shows back then were were the be all and end all of everything. So Do you remember that perfect it, timing? It, it included like Zombie Davina McCall, yeah, and Zombie Brian, and that bit with the fire. Um, uh, extinguisher extinguisher oh my god the, the gore nice the level of gore in it was impressive it was and i think brilliant. it was a wicked series and it's actually available on netflix to watch at the moment yeah, Dead Set. so yeah, yeah go yeah. out and check that out if you haven't seen it yeah go out and check that man it's seriously good but it's interesting that the, the, i wonder if the brazilian want to be any different or they're updated in any way and add a few extra things to make it more in time with now kind of thing it'd be interesting to see cool and the last bit i've got mate and it's the last bit and obviously we can't go without saying a bit about Free From Hell. It has finally got a rating. Obviously it's R-rated in the States. Really? So yeah, R-rated? Of course that it is, That is surprising. <laughs> so I can imagine he's probably had to cut loads out still <laughs> to make it R-rated. But um, that's cool. Is I don't care. Level, is if it was any less than R-rated, I'd be a bit, I'd be a bit pissed off. I wouldn't want to see a Rob Zombie film that's a 15, would you? Is it? Yeah, but okay. So we've got obviously 15. So we, we're expecting it to be an 18 certificate over here. Yeah, it'll be if it's R-rated in America, it'll definitely be an eighteen over. Well, this doesn't happen all the time. It will. Okay. Trust me, it's Rob Zombie. Well, they put yeah, but they, there's going to be some fucked BBFC up shit. BBFC might like you know ask nope. them to cut some shit out. Nope. Because I I saw the R-rated. I put my money right down now. <laughs> Let's bet it out. Come on, put your money where your mouth is. Well, House of a Thousand Corpses. Is Gentleman's 18. bet. Shake my hand. No, I think It'll you're be right. R-rated. I think you're so right. Shut the fuck up. I know it's R-rated. Let's carry on. But I don't know what that converts to in, in eighteen in England. Eighteen. Is that the highest rating? 18. Is it higher than mature? 18. Thank you for that, Matthew. <laughs> right, we've got to talk about our latest movie. So do you want to hit us with a bit of a um, synopsis for... 
I sure will, my friend. Okay, so we went to the cinema and we watched... Well, we got pre-screening of The Curse of La La Llorona. Trisha. I'm very sorry about your loss. It's your fault! I can't even imagine how you must feel. Your children. Mincing. Mincing. Are safe now. But have they heard her crying? Have they felt the sting of her tears? They will. And she will come for them. Who? We were lucky enough, obviously, because Cineworld do these pre-screenings, and we got lucky enough to go and watch it early. So, obviously, there are going to be spoilers in this, but I'll read a little synopsis first. Ignoring the eerie warning of a troubled mother suspected of child endangerment, a social worker and her own small kids are soon drawn into a frightening supernatural realm. Where should we start? Oh, I don't know, man. <laughs> I was sort of... We might obviously spoil this, yeah, so if think... you haven't seen it, obviously skip. Yeah. And come back and listen to it when you have seen it. Another demonic possession sort of movie. In the Conjuring universe. In the Conjuring universe. Yeah. And, I mean, stylistically, you know, if you get all the sort of, like, scare by... You you said to me, like, the week the episode before, Pet mm. Sematary, was it scare by numbers? Um, and this to me was a lot of it was scared by numbers jump scares jump scares yeah. it's the sort of movie these demonic sort of movies are, are built to ruin me I think like I am just like a wreck watching them I don't you know I just like sit there and just like I'm waiting for the next stupid thing to happen yeah. where it's just going to make me like jump out of my seat yeah. I'm a sucker they, they, these movies get me yeah, yeah. And I think that's partly due to the fact that I let them. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> I mean, tried if, not to let this one get. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you've got like, I don't know, if you're easily jumped scared, then yeah. I mean, but then it's a, there's a certain amount of anxiety as well towards it. Like that, not knowing what's going to happen and, and kind of like, oh, is there going to be a bit soon and stuff? Oh, that's cool. I, I wish I was more like that. <laughs> I mean, this there was a lot of stuff in this that did make me jump. I mean, uh, I'm just, I'm just getting a bit, I'm not getting bored of it, but I'm just like, I just, I prefer, you know, I want to, I just want blood and I want gore and I want those sorts of movies. I want my, I want, I like my horror movies to be maybe a bit more, a bit more fun. Mm. These ones are just like a fucking endurance session for me. When you say sometimes. these ones, what do you mean? Like, well, like give me a, the a country, example. the country and universe is like, like all of those, yeah. like paranormal activity, anything to do with those demonic sort of like yeah. scares. They just kill me, like drag me to hell. Yeah, yeah. They just get me. And they're yeah. just like put they're they're there designed to do the jump scares and I'm gonna I'm gonna scare, be scared. You know, mm. that's just what yeah. it is. And this one was nice that it fitted in with the Kundrin universe. Mm. What did you think of the whole premise of it? Well this is apparently like an age age old um kind of like uh folklore kind of horror thing or like, I don't know, if it's um a tale of old times or something but i've never even heard of this but apparently a lot of people have it's like you know back in the day like curse this lady was cursed and all this stuff and like um it was a mexican folklore yeah and this is a thing i've never even heard of it 
until I saw this movie get announced. But apparently, it's it's an actual thing. So I haven't really read into it at all, at at all. And maybe I should have a bit of research for the podcast, maybe. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's it it was interesting because it, it obviously centers around her kind of initially preying on kids and trying to get children and stuff, which is a bit of a the different element it focus on focuses on that more than anything else around it um and i didn't think the original story of it was it was pretty standard wasn't it i mean you know this woman she's in a relationship like linda candelini and she finds out that she her husband is having an affair and then she kills is that right she then she kills her children yeah, that's the original like premise of the like. That's, the, how it that's, that, that's the original how it, the curse starts. Yeah, yeah. she's like proper like drowns them. Yeah, like that was quite you know that was quite dark. It's like, quite creepy because yeah, like that bit like down by the river and stuff yeah. is quite creepy and stuff. But I was just like, oh, is that it? Yeah, <laughs> see, I mean? no, I had that. I'm just like, I thought there's gonna be a little bit more meat to it. They literally put the origin of the curse on Front Street. Yeah, and I was like, okay. And then they flip forward to like the seventies, and I like the fact that it was set in the seventies. Yeah, it's quite cool. nice era, and you know Linda Car- Cardellini. Yeah, that's who I was talking about. Yeah, what you're talking about. Um, she's obviously the plays the mother. The mother. Um, we love her because she's Hawkeye's Anna. Hawkeye's Mrs. Mrs. <laughs> um, and obviously in Scooby Doo as well. <laughs> obviously, yeah, can't forget that. <laughs> Um, but we love this get this this lady. She's brilliant, and and she sort of brought a bit of gravitas, a bit of weight to it. She's really good in this. Yeah, really yeah, good. She plays dread well. Yes, yes, and the sort of tone of it and the style of it was really cool, sort of on point. Mm. Um, I just did like the actual curse again with the little scares and stuff throughout it. Yeah, every single time there was one that was coming up, you know, the music draws yourself in, and. It gets and then it's suddenly uh, a jump scare, a jump scare, yeah. and then I die. Quite a few I die them. a little bit more inside. Yeah. But then I, I suppose you could say it's doing its job a little bit, because it's building it up and building it up, and you're kind of getting more jump scares, and you're going, "Oh my god, when's it going to come next?" Yeah. There's a particular scene I quite liked. that was a little bit different. Was when the kids, why I don't know. So the mother has to go to down to this kind of riverside because they've found some bo- some bodies yeah and she goes down there to see what all the kind of what's happened and then she leaves her t- two children at a murder scene in a car on their own i know it's the 70s and that but when you're going to a murder scene of potentially a murder scene of two dead children would you leave your two young children alone in a car I mean, I wouldn't, Matthew. No, but, you nor know, would the, I. The times, anyway, the times have moved on crazy. since the 70s. Even if it was the 70s, you still wouldn't do that. Um, but anyway, but I really enjoyed this scene anyway, regardless. I like the fact that uh, in the car, it was kind of cool because the kid runs back and, and that whole thing of the winding the window shields up, uh, the window screens up, and then it starts unwinding itself, but nothing's there. And, that, and then basically there's another bit where the reflection in the in the um, car window, you see the the kind of like uh, La Llorona's face pop up. 
really, I really loved that yeah, shot. I it thought it was the, really cool. It built the tension well. That was probably yeah. one of my favourite sort of scenes. I, lo- I love that bit. I thought it was really clever. But there wasn't enough enough of that. And I think mm. the other, the other one where the sort of other big scare is, um, you sort of see in the trailer. So that kind of annoyed me a little bit. But um, yeah, I think I was looking through for the X Factor. Mm. And I suppose with like the Conjuring. Um, the Warrens and stuff like that are that sort of X Factor and you've I got think some so, really yeah. original concepts and all the scares are just yeah, incredible. I, th- I think as well because you're heavily invested in the story and them as characters so and you feel a little bit more kind of like I don't know not that, like like you have to like what they do but you just feel that kind of like I know these guys I know these characters they've been built up and, and and kind of progressed and you've gone with them and you kind of invest more time in it uh, and yeah I think sometimes they save the better stuff for the Conjuring universe and all the films they bring out between it are kind of just fillers and that's what I think this is it's just a little taster and a filler um, but before we get to the big kind of like Country the big ones, yeah, yeah Conjuring like Conjuring Three, which this same director is doing. He's doing Conjuring Conjuring Three, okay, which I'm pretty happy with because I I think direct the direct directing style of this film was good. I loved I liked the tone of it as well. It was quite cool. The acting was superb as well. There's another scene I really liked as well was by the swimming pool with the umbrella. I thought that was quite cool. Yeah, like when she went up and you saw it through the umbrella, and then she went down and she's missing. I really like that bit, and it's getting closer and closer. Yeah, again, so they're trying to get those original sort of ideas of like yeah. how you're going to see this this de- you know this demonic thing and stuff yeah. like that, and maybe you see it a little bit too much. Possibly, um, yeah. But some of the sort of like you know scenes where they throw them about and that. But again, we're talking going back to this X Factor. We, yeah, we had the X Factor in this movie, but it came in the last like 20 minutes mm. and maybe I wanted it maybe I could have done with it a little bit throughout the movie yeah Raphael yeah the what's it, he was he's like a priest wasn't he he's or... an excommunicated yeah. sort of priest and and it's like you know get the, the mum Anna has gone to the church for help the other good thing about this is yeah. this, the chat the, the priest that she's talking to is from the original Father Perez. The Father Perez from, from the original Annabelle. Annabelle. Yeah, yeah. Who brings the doll to the church? That's, yeah, Is that that's right? right. Yeah, yeah. He and he gets kicked. Get he's the one who gets booted by the demon. He gets really ill, doesn't he, and stuff like that. And, uh, but, so he's obviously still alive, which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't yeah. get killed. Yeah. So that's really cool. Um, so you got that nice little link. But Rafi, but when she's sort of like, she needs that help now, and he's sort of like, I understand. It's gonna take like three, four yeah. weeks or something to which get to the church, up, get involved. Which, which they do do those things. But yeah, it's real. It's real. Yeah. It's in here. It's like he was obviously pretty scared, so he said, "Go and see this Raphael dude." Yeah, because she ain't got time. Time is not on her hands. She's got. It's she's not on got her days. Side. She's, she's got days. Yeah. She's been marked till this kind of like woman gets her children. Um, but yeah, the, the that Raphael is like his character just steals a show, doesn't he? Big time. Like, I mean, for all the good acting that Linda Cardellini does, he, as a character, like stumps on it. He's like the Warrens, I suppose, of this of this show, and he is. There's some there's like a level of humour. There is. It's, he's really dry as a character, yeah. but then when he fucking lands those lines, it's just like they're just hilarious, and it's just the whoever wrote the script and made him as a character is great script writing because they've they nailed it on the head and 
him delivering those lines is perfect. The way he just delivers it as well. And I'd love to see, I think I said to you afterwards, I'd love to see like a backstory film about him and why he left. Like, um, because there's obviously something bad's happened to make him go alone. Do you know what I mean? I bet there's a story possibly because if he's really likes his character possibly they might bring out a little film of his backstory which i would watch all day yeah i'd watch a whole film with him in it and i think it could work like i don't think it'd be overkill because it's just for me it's i I love that dry humor james if you're listening mr (laughs) one Raphael the priest (laughs) or the expert community whatever but um he's like a he's just no frills i'm gonna you know do whatever it takes to get rid of this demon and it ain't gonna be the nice way the nice pretty way and I love the fact they do a little montage because no nobody does enough montages nowadays <laughs> of them preparing for the for the showdown. Yeah, the bait. Yeah. He's, just given, he's just made them bait basically. Yeah, for yeah. It. And uh, you know, it's it's just tonally, it's just ace. Yeah. What was he, what was he eating? Like raw eggs. Yeah. <laughs> weird. He's just great. You could. It's worth it just for the last twenty minutes of this with like just to see this guy in action yeah. and just like. And he's, who's he's so he, calm as well, isn't he? Yeah, who's he playing? Because he, because he literally does not give a shit. If things went wrong, he wouldn't care. Mm. Um, I felt, I really felt like if he's like, I'm going to try all this stuff. This is what I'm, you know, I'm going to rely on my faith because mm. he still believes in God, mm. just doesn't believe in the church. And it's like, That's right, yeah. if things are going to go well or they're not, and I'll walk away. <laughs> That's why yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. it's almost like um, Constantine. Yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah. <laughs> Kind of. There's an element of that for definite. Definitely. But who's he? Because he, he's someone from Breaking Bad. Yeah, Tuco. He's Tuco from Breaking yeah, Bad. Yeah, He's great yeah. in that as well. He's, he's not enough, Tally. Not enough. But yeah, I thought he was brilliant. So what did you think about the kind of showdown? The main showdown at mm-hmm. the end. So because it had him in it, it was, it, was, um, it was good. And there was some like nice horror elements little bit maybe of a foreseen twist and stuff like that that comes about on a whole they 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 wrapped it up in one movie so you get the feeling like even this person sort of so spoilers you know he sort of like they banished the devil that the this particular demon they yeah they sort of it gets it gets resolved after all the sort of like to and fro and all the horror you know all the scare scenes all the sort of will they won't they all the the sort of like pull you know, those scenes where, like, suddenly a child is flying across a room or being yeah. pulled out through a door and or stuff. grabbed like. and burned. Yeah, they had all those. They had all that sort of in it, but it was sort of... It was good. It was well shot. Yeah. Well yeah. shot. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree with that totally. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it kind of, like... I don't know whether they'll do any more of them. I mean, it's it's done pretty well so far. Uh, made, made a lot of money. Yeah, fifty-five million yeah. apparently dollars, right? So far, and that's not even properly out here. It's yet. not. It's not. So. It's not. It's going to be out the cinema, I believe, on Friday. Yeah. Um. So. so when this drops, um, on Monday, you guys will be able to see it like on on the Friday, and I, yeah. I suggest you go and have a little. If you want a little bit of a scare, get a little bit of a break, you know, yeah. from um from watching Avengers or you know something else, whatever. Yeah. Go and watch this because I think it. Because it's a bit of a weird time, so it might get a lot. Obviously, opening weekend is for Avengers is this weekend. Yeah. But it could get lost. Yeah. It yeah, could that's get the lost. problem with it. And I think, but then, like you say, if you're looking for something different and you're not into 
kind of all the superhero stuff then you know i'd recommend seeing it if you want just a little bit of a kind of filler whilst before something else comes out because you will see this dude Raphael in future movies i guarantee it the character is just too it's just too uh yeah too rich it's too rich yeah um for it but um yeah i I think for me this was you know fit nicely within the universe yeah yeah totally should we rate this bad boy well i'm thinking like we're going to change it up a little bit yeah moment so um sort of like add a little four but we we'd obviously rate things out of ten but we're going to give it um what like like breaths out of ten so we're going to say so we're going to come up with our little a little theme if you like for our particular podcast and try and give it like so breaths out of ten yeah breaths out of ten so you know you're in a cinema and you like gasp and all that sort of stuff not breasts not breasts breath if it's the right movie (laughs) could change change it to nine breasts (laughs) out of ten but i think with this particular movie i'm going to give it sort of a healthy sort of six breaths out of ten that's exactly what i was going to go six breaths out of ten because like it's you know the storyline doesn't set the world on fire and i think it's for me as well after seeing films like us and and uh, just so many movies lately that are just pushing the boundaries again it's just like this felt a little bit kind of like you said a lot of jump scares but but then it was well made well directed well acted and it had a great character that i, I really thought was brilliant um but it just lacked in just a little bit more story kind of meat to the bones kind of thing yeah. just a little bit that's why i marked it down a bit more but it's not it's not dreadful by any means not dreadful this movie could easily be a four or five mm-hmm. but i think i the same as you i pushed it up yeah mainly for the um some of the original the, the originality with the yeah. with the priest that character does yeah. it makes it deserve because some of the scenes are ama- like they look yeah. lovely like they look absolutely gorgeous and they're like they're proper horror horror scenes yeah. you know but i just and wasn't in love i that. wasn't in love with lorona no not not totally sold on that i think for me as well personally because we've got valak it's very, it's very close to not go down the same route as that as well like an oh it's another demon you know woman that's got kind of a painted black white face that's similarish need, i don't need to see like even like with Valak and stuff, like that. Yeah. Valak was cool. It's none. It's and you know, um, what's the name? Uh, the person who plays it is just absolutely yeah. incredible. I don't need another one of those. Like when I went back and sat and watched The Conjuring yeah. again, you never see really see the witch. No, um, that's but, true. But the way that she possesses the mum. Yeah. Oh no, you do see the witch because when she hovers over the bed. Oh yeah, yeah. She goes in the thing. Oh okay, but she's great. She the possession of the mum was just like nuts. Yeah. Yeah, and for me, she's the most powerful being in the whole of the uni- the whole Conjuring universe. Do you think they're just trying a little bit to get kind of more characters, like obviously because they've got the Crooked Man as well coming up? Do you think well. there will one time be a, ba- a battle royale? Oh God, with yeah. all of them. Well, I could, I, yeah, well, maybe <laughs> they might they might crisscross or in, in two might team together or something to. There might be a situation where they cross paths, maybe. I don't know, possibly. I'm not sure. But, like, you know. Um, 
I'll, yeah, I'll like six, it. Six, uh, some six breaths out of ten. So, yeah, six, six breaths out of ten. Cool. Obviously, uh, we didn't cover this in news because we thought we'd save it for after this because it's part of the country universe. Um, but obviously, there was a bit of a, a kind of a bit of sad news in the week, really. Yeah, this is like obviously we just um, we just lost the original sort of um, Lorraine Warren, mm. um, ninety two, bless her. So it's an good ad- absolutely incredible, li- incredible life. Um, mm. You know and what she's like, in, you know, influenced and stuff in terms of this movie, u- this u- movie universe, as well as you know, if you're a believer mm. um, out there, and I definitely am in all these sort of spirits and stuff. She's probably helped the world more than more than yeah. anything else and stuff as well. True, so it's true. It's a big loss. It is a big loss. It's but a big loss. Now, now uh, the nice thing about it is that she's with her husband, so hopefully, so and she's crossed over to the other side. Um, so yeah, it's a bit really, really sad, really. But you know, like I said, she has a, a rich life. Um, and everybody that I've seen on, obviously we never met her, but everybody on social media that met her, they just absolutely adore her and they just, their hearts are pouring out on social media and stuff. And I think that gives her a good kind of like uh, representation of what she was like. And I think that's great, but she'll be sadly missed, obviously. Big time. So on the next episode. Right. We've so got a dilemma. We have got a dilemma. We are obviously we have just sort of gone back on um, what we were going to do in terms of we were going to go and watch Hellboy, mm. um, but we just couldn't bring ourselves to do it. And this was a great opportunity to go and watch this early. So why yeah, not? exactly. Um, and we I, we will get to see Hellboy hopefully at some point. But for the I think for next episode we're looking at maybe doing um, another fright fest. Potentially another Fright Fest movie that's come out on DVD recently, Anna and the Apocalypse, is a potential. If we can, however, get to see at the cinema the new Zac Efron movie, then I think we'll probably go and watch that. It's not a high school musical. Um, Oh, Ted Bundy himself. Yeah, he's going to be playing Ted Bundy in this great titled movie called Extremely Wicked, (laughs) Wicked, Shockingly Evil and Vile. Now, I'm very much interested in this story. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. After I watched the Ted Bundy tapes as I well. I know. So, I hope, if if we if we, if we we don't get to do it this episode, then we'll definitely get to go and talk about it some down the line. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because, I, I mean, yeah, I'm excited to see. And the, the Efron's got some acting chops, hasn't he? Yeah, he's great, I think. He's so. brilliant. He's, he's one of those things where, where he just gets better with age, I think. Yeah, and you'll see him getting some really meaty roles soon, like this, for instance. And it's just like I feel like Leo was when he Leo DiCaprio when he started, like he's a bit of a poster boy, and now he's changed into this mega star. Do you know what I mean? That that's an amazing actor. I think the same's gonna happen with Zac Efron for definite. Sweet. Okay, so that's what I hope we do next uh, next episode. Cool. So let's move on to ask something to scream about. And this week, we are going to be talking about our favourite zombie movies. Cool. I mean, this, Where the hell do we start with this I mean, one? This is like my favourite. So, give you a bit of backstory this is like my favorite probably my favorite genre in like all of horror you know i love slashes i love i can't 
watch any more demonic horror movies and possession movies because I'm, I'm literally getting old. Mm. I'm going to get some grey hair soon. Lost all my hair watching them. But zombie movies all day. When Do you remember the first zombie movie you ever watched? When you started to like them? Oh, man. Um, I think the first one I ever saw was probably the Dawn of the Dead 1978 version. Uh, I went around to a friend's house and I'd never seen any zombie movies and he was like, oh, you've got to check out this. And it was on VHS. And we just stayed up and watched it and I was just like, I've never seen something like this in my life. And that's, that's I think that's where it just changed my like perception on horror a lot because I've seen a lot of the kind of Nightmare on Arm Streets and like you said, the Friday the 13th and stuff like that. And then this was like the whole new kind of door to a different whole side of horror genre. Do you know what I mean? I do, mate. What I mean, about you? I'm pretty sure... I'm not, I can't. I I can't remember. Mm. Like, I know that early early teens. I wa- I watched Return of the Living Dead three. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, with the old um, piercings, you know, and all that sort of stuff. I remember that vividly and stuff like I that. Think Return probably actually, if I really think about it, Return of the Living Dead was probably the first one I saw. Yeah, like really, really thinking about it, but I can't remember. I, I don't know. How, I just want. I. I always loved them like walking dead so i got into walking dead comic in 2004 yeah i think um yeah it must be about 2004 i think it came out to 2003 so there's a few few issues like before then Mm. um and i've been collecting it ever since Mm. um i I collected the single issues up to issue 100 and then just couldn't i had to go back and and then get all the graphic and i'd collect all the graphic novels Mm. and I don't know, man. I've just watched so many. Like, in the genre, I've, we've watched so many random ones. You think about, like... Yeah. Think about, like, um, Undead. Do you know that Australian, yeah. Australian I, movie? There's quite a few different ones, but there was a certain time where I think it just started to get a bit saturated. We we said that it was almost coming out once a week. There was pretty much. And I, used, and I was trying to buy them all. Hmm. I literally, one would come out, I'd see it, and I'm all. Oh, oh, I, I got you a couple. <laughs> and I was just like, I think I can't keep up anymore. No, no so there's pro- so much. So unfortunately, there might be some out there which I haven't seen. And I've seen a lot. Mm. So we'll uh, have a look at the uh, list in a bit about what um, you know the, the breathers have actually sent us. Yeah, definitely. And um, and see if there's any in there that I that I haven't actually seen. Challenge yeah. on. Definitely. But yeah. For me and you, this is like one of our favourite genres. Oh, we always yeah. like talk about it. Like, and obviously you're a big Walking Dead fan. Continue to mm. stay true to watching the TV show. Hell yeah. <laughs> right from the start till the end. Yeah. And I I've, don't care. Through the rough, through the smooth. <laughs> obviously we just had some great TV zombie movie, that Black Summer. Oh my God. It's Literally, do- I can't recommend that enough. What is it for you? appeals what what does a zombie movie appeal to you um when like for instance if i take the black summer for instance just when i thought literally everything everything had been done with that kind of genre like i've seen it all i don't want to see the same tropes and same stuff happening the same storylines black summer came along and just fucking smashed me in the face because i just thought it was so clever and it was just like a different take and it was like following people that were on a different kind of journey and and i just from my zombie 
from a zombie movie. I love my classics, man. Don't get me wrong. Like, I love my classics. But in this day and age, I think you have to have something different. Because you just can't... I've watched movies recently that stick to the same rules and the kind of rule books. and And they're just... It's the same stuff that we've seen in everything else. And I don't want to see that anymore because it's all been done. I want to see something a bit different. Yeah, I want to see some bit of rule breaking. I want to see some originality. Yeah. Um, and you know we've. But don't get me wrong. I still want the same kind of gore and stuff like that. Yeah, too bloody right. I mean, you know, I want my I want my gore practical effects. That's that's where I want it. I've, I don't mind a bit of CG CGI, but it has to be it has to I have to not know. Mm. Yeah, it, mm. it, ripping ripping the body part using the pig intestines and all that sort of stuff. Keep doing that for me. I mean, for me, I love the. I think what's always appealed to me is the survival element. Yeah. It's about the people, like the, the human do- element. Yeah, yeah, the human sort of side of things. How you would survive in a situation which is just impossible. You know, you know, to think about the dead have risen the earth. You know, I think uh, is it Ken Forey when the dead, when there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk the earth. I love that, and I think like if. If there, I I often think about, and I'm sure a lot of people out there, you know, plan their zombie apocalypse scenario. What would they do? Where would they go? And it's sort of like, if there is, if the world's going to end, what would you do? And I think that's, it's, and you know, that's probably transferred a little bit into other sort of genres. I love all post-apocalyptic sort of movies, but yeah, it's interesting having that zombie element. Kind of think about that because it's it's a scary thing that you know, no one thinks it'll ever happen. But it could one day. You never know. You never know. I'm not saying zombie outbreak, but I'm saying when it just goes all tits up, or something happens, or an, uh, you know, an apocalyptic thing does happen, or you know, how will people survive? And you know, it's not just about like you know, in zombie movies, you've got zombies, but then, like you said, there's a human element of what the hum- what do what do the normal you know living do? And people just go crazy. Yeah. And, and I think like, they'll get away with it, they'll do it. I think that's why there's so many movies, because mm. there's so many scenarios, because every single person would probably deal with it differently. Yeah. And that's why I think you can get away with these all these different movies is because you can have every you know, every single person's gonna have a different take on how yeah. they would sort of deal and with it. You that can basically situation. do anything with that. Yeah. Anything you want, like Black Summer, and I know I keep going on about it, but that's why I like these different scenarios and they're completely different things that I've never seen before. Yeah. And that's why I liked it so much. And, you know, Flight of the Living Dead. <laughs> Where zombies on a plane. Yeah, I watched about 20 minutes and I turned <laughs> off. <laughs> so hey, what, what you got? What you got? Uh, right, well, I haven't written anything down. Because <laughs> it's all in my head. So I know what... Um, I can, do you want me to say it for you? Oh, you know which one of my favourite zombie movies of all time. Well, it's got to be Dawn of the Dead, doesn't it? It has to be. I talk about this a lot. Of course. It's mine as well, but I haven't picked that. I'm going to talk about something different, but I'll let you talk about Dawn of the Dead. Uh, I'll chime in a little bit, but you go ahead, mate. The 19... Was it 1978, Dawn of the Dead? Absolutely. You know, George A. Romero's absolute classic. I think it's the second in the series after um, Night of the Living Dead. And it's just like... It's my... It's my ideal... Um, survival situation. Um, they've obviously got like these big malls in America, and you know where are you going to go? We're going to go. We're going to get in a helicopter, and we're going to go and land on a mall. 
and we're going to build we're going to live in the back so so that sort of no one can find us we're going to kill all the zombies and stuff like that and make this livable it's just there's a fun element in it like the montage bit where they're all just going shopping and having dinner and and they're really sort of they're living mm. you know they probably could live in there for quite a bit and i and i'm like fuck where if where's the english you know um version of that mm. asda Asta Walmart here. Though, <laughs> we said that last time, didn't we? So it's like, but the problem is nowadays, mate. You go there and there'll be about probably about six hundred people, six other six hundred other people there already because they'd be thinking the same thing because they've watched all the movies. So you got you're gonna have to rethink your uh, I know. your plans, mate. I'm hoping they're all stupid though, and they're just like they will become zombies and I have to kill them all. If I'm honest, if you if you're gonna like pick the best thing that I think works. You've got to go complete wilderness, wilderness, like in the middle of nowhere, where it's not built up, it's not a city, it's like in the middle of nowhere, and you've stockpiled it with food. Yeah? I think I think that's your best bet nowadays, man. So you think the survivalists of, in America are doing what they should be doing? Oh, yeah, definitely. You know how to grow some, grow your own food? I don't know about that, but, but yeah. get a load of tin goods, you'll be right. This has got like Tom Savini magic all over it as well, in terms of like special effects. Um, it's got some great, like, moments of um, despair and like tension. You know when they're oh, f- not Flyboy. Um, you know some great names and stuff like that. But it's just like in Ken Forey, hmm. he's just great. He's just like he is like the sort of anti-hero, I suppose. Hmm. And it's just got some great moments. Like even when they sort of put the trucks in front of the the mall to sort of stop lots any, of suspense isn't it yeah to stop the um, moments and Matty Boy gets beat um, gets bitten I loved it and like when the motorbike gang come at the end as well well Tom Savini Tom Savini at the head of that <laughs> and it's like it's ruined it's inevitable that it's going to happen though you just even yeah. though you don't like when I first watched it watched it it's like wow well, you know you, you kind of know in the back of your head that something's going to ruin this idealistic <laughs> way of living because it's just the human way that somebody else is going to come al- come along and want what and you've got, up, yeah, yeah, what you've got and want it and take it or mess it up, um, which is you know inevitable that it happens, you know. And I suppose that's a disadvantage of being in somewhere like you said where people it's want. got lots of resources. People yeah. want it, yeah, and you get to the point where you know you get banditos and people just <laughs> like and almost Mad Maxian sort of like way of living you get these people these people that can join together and just cause shit and don't really care yeah it's it's the, the world won't get on mm, exactly in a post world. anyway <laughs> that's the way that's the way the, like the romero sort of looks and it's and this one as well is with all, all of his it's it's that whole consumerism oh yeah definitely. part as well yeah because that's why they sort of there's like, always like all, an undertone of yeah, that isn't there like... so you've got that consumerism that's why let's all go to the mall Mm. Let's survive in a mall because that's what we, what we everyone's doing. We're going shopping. And nineteen seventy eight, nineteen seventy eight as well was the boom of the malls popping up around yeah. the whole of America, like so consumerism, and that's why you wanted to do it there. It's just like showing that, you know, America's just all about everything big and spend, spend, spend. Um, and I want what you've got. But, but one question I want to ask you actually. Wouldn't you just love to like erase your memory of this movie and just watch it again without knowing anything about it? 
Yeah. It'd be great if you could do that, can it? The it's first just like, time watching it. It's it's, like... You'll never ever get that back. No. I mean, you can rewatch it and rewatch it and you love it to bits still, but you'll never get that first time where you're like, oh my God, with the suspense and you don't know what's hap- going to happen to the characters and they're obviously slow moving zombies the way that personally I like them. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's just like the fact that they get so near, but yet you can just move in one way and you can get out of their way. It's like there's a bit where they're trying to jam the door shut and there's and they're trying to get around the other side and and it's just they're so slow and you can get around them quick but then once you get in a situation where there's too many of them you're kind of backed into a corner you're fucked yeah and it's, it's just that suspense in the film they they just make that teamed up with the soundtrack as well it just it's so clever so cool yeah and I think it's got one of the best zombie deaths. <laughs> that I, I think I like you talking I don't know if you agree with me in terms of what I'm going to say Is but it it's the helicopter, the helicopter yeah yeah the helicopter it's death, quality, so yeah. the blades are just worm around and they whip off the zombies yeah head. yeah yeah looking at the making of how they did that was cracking that's and great. it's like yeah that's one of my favourite like, like death just walks into the, <laughs> the spinning blade without anyone actually noticing the zombie was coming yeah. fucking great yeah great movie great movie I do want to if you don't mind talk about um particular one of my favorites um one of my favorites obviously there's like loads of nods we're going to go through and uh, other people's shout outs in a minute so i'm not going to spoil any of those but one one of my particular favorite favorites that kind of burst out on the scene and kind of like obviously it's just before walking dead as well and it kind of birthed the new kind of era of zombies was uh 28 days later when i saw this movie i knew zero about it zero nothing and i went to the screening of it and like literally i come out of that film like wow that is something different never seen that sort of shit before groundbreaking in my eyes but it's like it, and, and the fact that it was english as well just was fantastic i'd never seen i think i'd never seen an english um, zo- like zombie movie and, and, and you know and I am in the camp and we have many arguments with brothers and other people mm. and, and you know rage virus and all yeah, this sort of yeah. stuff it's a zombie flick yeah. get over it post-apocalyptic there's yeah. like, you know whatever faction there's they've got their own element they're zombies yeah exactly but it's that first scene out of the hospital and Cillian Murphy yeah. is now like yeah. huge and stuff like that and it's like they put London to a standstill. Yeah, which you've got to say, Walking Dead has definitely that's had an inspiration on Walking Dead. Well, Robert Kirkman said he never saw it. Ah, <laughs> that, in the early days, of when but I was reading the letters, he's, he he was he'd never seen it. Don't believe it. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's just a great movie because it's just like it, it was like in your own backyard, it places that you've seen like London, the way they shut down half of London just to do this quick scene, and it's just like. Kind of, you haven't seen things like that for a long, long time, and I watched the making of that actually, and how they shut it down. It's crazy. They just showed how this one street was like completely dead, and then they just panned over with the camera, and you look, and it's just London moving, like everybody <laughs> moving and living. But then you pan over to the right, and it's just dead. It's so clever. It's like obviously so clever, uh, but it's just it was just different because obviously I I I am. You know, I love my walking, slow-moving zombies. I do. But I think there, there is a obviously a big market for these fast-running zombies. 
like and I do like that side of things as well like Black Summer again um but this movie was just a, a breath of fresh air and it was just like something new and it was like it kind of rebirthed everybody's interest a bit more as well and you know um and it it just it was just really gritty as well and it was quite depressing <laughs> you had that like real sense of like isolation yeah yeah um it, on the london streets of him just on his own and like the world's ended and then you know there's not that many characters in it to no, start no, with no there's not i mean and there's those and you have those i mean you thought you said depressing and stuff like that. yeah this and the moments when they get in the way from like the 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 rages called rages um but yeah the loss hmm. when you lose someone it's like it's a big loss yeah when he goes back to his home and he's like his parents he sees his parents and stuff and it's like it's like it's heartbreaking and it's just really really like it just make it really really is a somber movie throughout and it's just like it just builds up and builds up and then the whole end of the movie it just goes nuts with the soundtrack as well it's just unbelievable Sean Pertwee is it Sean Bean I can't. I, I don't know. I can't remember that. Know. Oh, hang on. No, it's um Christopher. Eck- is it That's Christopher it, Christopher Eccleston. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who's um? Yeah, he's in it. He's the main, the sort of the, wow, the general army guy. Yeah. Bloody hell! That bit, the bit with the army, and it's like. And Brendan Gleeson, obviously, the the dad, the taxi driver dad. Yeah. Like um, that's harrowing. <laughs> but it's like the daughter's being drugged, and like she drugged the daughter at the end because they were basically like feeding the soldiers. The, the women mm. to have their ways of them and it's like dark it's so dark the ending and oh my god like when the, the army soldiers start to like turn and stuff like yeah, that yeah but when that soundtrack hits as well and there's a that's that scene the eye gouging scene <laughs> oh my god eye gouging that's Robert Carlyle bit though isn't it is it? that in this one as well no I swear it's this one eye gouging one oh my god I need to watch this um, you know what I haven't yeah. watched this movie in ages I need to watch this movie Oh right, yeah, because but Robert Carlyle does it in when he turns in the in the the sequel. It must does it to be, his yeah, wife. Yeah. You oh he yes, on top of his wife? yes, yes, oh, yes, yes. Fucking hell, that's yeah, like one of the grossest things ever. But yes. this, it's just mate, it's a great pick because this is just mm-hmm. like completely like you said, it, it kick started. Yeah, I think a new love for a zombie and a new appreciation, and yeah. then there's so many more original ones. I mean, look, you know, look at what sort of like you could say, um, La Horde. Um, that's a good one, Lahore. Yeah, Lahore. That's a great one. Yeah, and you've got a ver- you've almost got versions of this movie. Even that new one on Netflix that I watched recently, I really like that. The um, Night Eats the World. Night Eats the World. Like, Fucking great. Really good. Like yeah. just so different. It was just like, and 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 what I liked about that as well, if you get a chance, go and see. It. I think it's still on Netflix at the moment, but it just follows one guy, pretty much for pretty much the whole movie pretty much and it's clever it's just a different take and and it's real this is what really would happen you know yeah but yeah yeah that's the whole zombie you got you got another one no 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 i'm gonna keep my appreciation for yeah for um dawn of the dead i mean that would have been my pick as well but i'll let you take the glory on that one (laughs) that's no glory mate so what we got on the old social media we've had quite a lot of shout outs this week well, let's go to Twitter first, shall we? Mm-hmm. And um, great that people got involved. This week. loads of people got involved, which was great. 
Absolutely, absolutely, and you know everyone's got their favourite. So let's kick this one off with Fairy Faye, shall we? So Brain Dead. So Peter Jackson, Brain Dead, absolutely. So much. Oh God, I can never get this word right. Sumatran. I've not heard the Sumatran, that. the Sumatran rat monkeys. What are they called? You know, oh, brain and dead. Uh, brain dead. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Lawmower and a priest who kicks ass for the Lord. Yeah, that genius. priest is awesome. Genius. Um, Robbie Sabel at R Sabel Exemia has put basically a gif of um, Ken Forey drinking Jack Daniels. <laughs> Great choice. Oh yeah, I like that little gif. Um, and I'll tell you what, there's been a lot of love for Train to Busan. Mm. I love that. Um, Annie at uh, Dalton Sart has said Train to Busan. Geordie Paul, Train to Busan. And there's another, I think, Katie, Katie Stewart, Train to Busan on Facebook. Stephen Simpson has come back and said the theatrical cut of Dawn of the Dead. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, great. Of course. Um, loads of stuff on Facebook. I've got um, Terry... Terry Ferris says Sean are dead, which we'll be reviewing in a minute. Of um, course. James Leggett's Train to Busan, closely followed by Sean are dead. Fucking sure. Does he love Train to Busan? Wesley Shaw said Romero's Dawn are dead, definitely still up there. Honourable mention to Zombievers. <laughs> I respect that. You like that, yeah. I do like that one. So, yeah, Rich Ferris said Wreck. Oh, fucking great movie. That movie is good. That's a fucking great one. And then Luke Brady said, Night of the Living Dead, the 1991. It's a good movie. I like that. Tom Savini made it. It's good. I um, liked it. All right, back to um, Twitter. And Dave Jill uh, said, uh, Wild Zero. Best zombie movie ever. Obviously not as good as the original Dawn of the Dead. said, Full of metal, zombies, metal, true love, metal, and aliens. Have you seen this one? No. Oh, it sounds so great. So you found one. Well done. Yeah. That I haven't seen. So I've added it to my watch list. So I'm going to dig that one out That's and watch fantastic. that one. I can't bloody wait to see that. I've Wild got, Zero. Me- I've got one from Twitter. Uh, from Jade Jury. He's messaged us. Uh, and he's basically said his top three are Brain Dead. Brilliant. Dawn of the Dead, of course. And Return Living Dead. One of my faves as well, mate. And as he said, a few you might not have seen. Uh, there's Burial Ground, uh, but the UK name for it is Zombie Dead. Yep, seen it. And uh, <laughs> Dr. Butcher MD, UK name, Zombie Holocaust. I've seen that one. Fucking Zombie Holocaust is nice. <laughs> yeah, so that that's great. Thanks for those mentions, dude. Tried to catch that, but yeah, I've seen them. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, have you got any more? got one on Instagram. I'm all done. Adam's... Undead12345 said one, Dawn of the Dead, two, Return of the Living Dead, three, Night of the Living Dead. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Of the Dead series, yes, please. I mean, do we get any Day of the Deads there? No Day of the Deads. That's a great fucking no, movie. It's over- so that I think deserves it's over- an honourable shout out. I think it's overlooked. Yeah. Um, Come on, Bob, man. Oh, fucking no, man. But there's some honourable mention, mate. Undead, that Australian beauty we watched. Yeah. Fucking great one, that, that had the aliens in it. Yeah. And then the, obviously a more recent one from Netflix that was um, the Australian one. Which one was that? First one we ever reviewed. Oh, fucking hell, Cargo. Cargo, yeah. That's cargo it, yeah. is great. 
That was um, I still haven't seen. Uh, when... So they're still bringing them out, man, and they're like yeah. they're, they're bringing the original little storylines. We've out. got obviously say Zombieland, and obviously Zombieland Two is coming out later on the year. There's another couple of zombie movies coming out. Um, in the... Army of the Dead. Army of the Dead. Um, what's it called? The Dead Don't Die. Mm, that's hell. comedy, isn't it? I mean, it looks genius. I've seen the cast on that. It's unbelievable. I know. Close to me. I mean, yeah, we mentioned that a couple of episodes ago. This, so, yeah, happy with that. I love talking about zombies. we got to pick um, next episode something to scream about. What are we talking about? Wow. I have had an interesting message from someone. Uh, same guy that uh, messaged us about some zombie movies, uh, Jay Jury. And... He basically has given us a little kind of mention of what he reckons we should do. Okay. And I don't think we should pick one out because this is quite a good idea. So what he said is a suggestion is how about top favorite video nasties? So we could basically discuss about video nasty history, which I think is a great shout. So so what next episode? video nasties so our favorite video nasties favorite video nasties so it's quite a big pot to choose from but i think we could get our juices running but i think that's a great suggestion from jay mate that means we go deep cuts into the 80s which i love (laughs) definitely i'm happy with that cool my favorite video nasties then done something to scream about done all right let's move on to this episode's review um, that you picked our movie from the vault this week is the beautiful Shaun of the Dead start with this bad boy 2000 and was he gonna get right 2004 so it's 15 years 2004 15 years old this year written obviously written by simon Pegg and edgar wright starring simon Pegg with nick frost fucking great like the this is the the first movie in the cornetto trilogy and obviously had hot fuzz and um uh what's that silly one they have did world's end the silly one (laughs) It's hard not to pick this in my... Because we were talking about it. And that's why I, I wanted to stay clear of yeah. it. Because I didn't want to mention it. Because obviously we're going we're going into it now. This is just one of my like all-time favourite movies. Forget, like, fa- like favourite movies of all mm. time. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, Absolutely. It's got some of the best like one-liners in it that will stick with you to this day. Like, I still say to you, you've got red on you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 you do. <laughs> you know... Um, the movie is like self-referential, self-parodying. Mm. It's fucking clever. The dialogue, the jokes are just absolutely nuts. Mm. It's just... Uh, I'll just get into it. But I think... Uh, everyone just want. This is like, where else would you survive? The fucking Winchester. <laughs> A pub. The Why fucking not? Winchester. Can I get any of you cunts... A drink. A drink. I think I say that. That's like the first line, isn't it? It's like brilliant. <laughs> it's like, brilliant. what a fucking brilliant way to open a movie. It's one <laughs> of my favourite lines in any movie. Yeah. 
You know, it's it's if any movie can make the word cunt in a funny way, then I'm happy on that. We'll get it nowadays a bit. <laughs> but do you remember what first time you saw this? Yeah, cinema. You saw it at cinema? Yeah, 100%. I think I went twice, actually. Um, but um, I was a massive, and still am a massive, spaced fan. So this was, I knew that straight away when I saw it was coming out, that if this isn't, if this is like spaced, it's going to be amazing. And it is. It's literally like an extended movie with all the same kind of humour as spaced. Like, it's amazing. Are we expecting any of our, our listeners, any of the breathers, to have not seen this movie? Do you think? Do you think everyone's pretty not. much everyone's pretty much seen this movie? If not, man, don't stop right now and go and watch it. <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, do I even need no. to do a synopsis? Uh, no, we don't need to. Because it's no. just it's simply I'm not even going to even entertain well, that. The movie's about you know Sean and the end of the world. Yeah, well, he's, and his mate Ed. Technically, he's a bit a bit useless. Yeah, he's a bit useless. He just wants to go down to the life. pub with his mate. He just wants a normal life. Eat pork scratchings. Yeah, you know he's got his he's got his uh, free, like girlfriend of three years who's maybe getting a, wants him to move on with his life and he's just happy with what he's what he's doing. Why do why do things need to move on? I think the the, the element to this film is everybody around him apart from Ed, his best mate, which is just trying to tell him to move on and do something with your life. Yeah, and I think the beauty of this movie, like. We talk about Romero. They fucking love Romero. Like of course, Ecolite yeah, and yeah, Seinfeld. yeah. They just, and they love movies. Yeah. This is a fucking. They're like fucking nerds. Exactly. On this thing, so you get some like they understand like the depth and the storytelling with with Romero movies because they put their own touch. Even movies. though it's, even if it's like yeah. a, a zombie rom com, but effectively, and um, there's this element of um, uh, the socialness, the social uh, pop political sort of t- of the time so you've got that whole sort of like um routine mm. like the mundane living of life life is just an absolute routine you've got these like the yeah. kid with the football and it's just like those little touches and everyone's sort of like are already kind of zombies or we're, yeah, we're kind of zombies yeah, already they're kind of doing the same things day out day yeah. out and day in day out and, and things don't change and they're quite yeah had real depth like had real depth of like storytelling for like a for like effectively like a fucking comedy which it is the undertone of like is just genius Mm. like when you're talking about the stuff and stuff you know and like that as well Mm. this does have some absolute genius to it yeah absolutely but it's also fucking funny absolutely yeah best comedy of all time I'd say for me one one of the best comedies of all time yeah I mean, I, I, I think it, 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 it did really well in America, but it's very British humour. It's very, very British, uh, which, again, I loved about this because it, it just kept that kind of tone throughout it of, of, like, British life. Like, they talk about going down the pub for a roast and just chilling out and watching TV and... It sort of takes... Cup it of tea. Yeah, it sort of takes... Uh... It takes it away from like the sort of stiff upper lipness hmm. of the British, you know. You see the American, the Americans can see what it's like really like to be like this, British. Going this down is the what I, this was for me the first comedy that came out that was real 
that didn't have us all living in big houses talking like this. Oh, hello, I'm from four weddings and a funeral. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's just like this was, this is how it really is. We, not everybody is got has got lots of money and <laughs> yeah, and, you know, and they just have prince. crap jobs and yeah. you know, and we do have to go and work in maybe jobs that we don't like and you know we have relationships that are just with our friends that some of us have friends that don't work and stuff like that do you know what i mean it's just like that's that's and it was the first film that came out and for the time as well that it came out it was just hit the nail on the head really with with how things were and and, and this is why i really liked it because it had that whole it's very british comedy through it i think and it's like not not classic but the new kind of like and being a spaced fan, man, it's just like pff, all day. The yeah. jokes, the the, the one liners, the all the nods to not just horror movies, all movies. It's just like they're so so clever. Like you said, they're geeks, they know all their shit. They're they're fans making a movie. They're not they're not like people from a um a big company going, Right, how are we gonna get bums on seats? you know. It's purely this is like written they by them and what they wanted yeah. to do. He had success with space, and it's mm. sort of like now we get to do a fucking movie, and we mm. get to do it how we want to do it. Yeah, 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 you know, you're not touching it. This is what we're doing. It had all. It brought back some of the spaced cast as yeah, well. Yeah, loads of them. Really. Fucking yeah, great. Loads. I mean, the castness of it alone is fucking great. Oh mate, it's a who's who of comedies, uh, like as well, isn't it? There's, there's so many people. It's just like the whole, you know, where they're going down the alleyway and they meet the parody of themselves. Yeah, and... yeah. I mean, you had the office. You know, the office cast. The obviously Martin. You know, 2004, Martin Freeman, one of his first sort of roles, yeah. around the same time as he did Love Actually. Um, Matt Dor- Lucas. Matt Lucas as well. Little Britain. Yeah. You've got um, Black Books, obviously. Two Dylan. people from Black Books. Dylan Moran and the, I can't remember her name, forgive me, who's on the other side. But Black Books is fucking awesome. Yeah, I know so you're talking about that, the woman who works Black. next door. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember her name either. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's just, it's just like, Tell you the only one who I'm not sure of is um is Liz. Like, yeah, his, well, girlfriend. his girlfriend. Yeah. What was she? What was she done? I've I don't really I don't know. She's if the only she's one I'm sure of. So you got die and die's like dawn. Everyone's woken up at the crack of dawn. <laughs> <laughs> Christ. Um, but so, the, the the fucking soundtrack. Yeah, what soundtrack? I mean, yeah. Yeah, I remember putting it on at work, and I was like, I played the first track, and unfortunately, between each thing, there's a skit. And the first, <laughs> I think, one of the skits is like, "Can I buy one of you cunts a drink?" Nice. And literally, that's in between a song. And I was like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna turn off." <laughs> too bloody late. But, yeah, too late. Too late. But yeah, yeah. What soundtrack? Yeah, it's got like so many cool ghost towns, yeah. specials, and like um. You know, like the opening like montage thing, yeah it's been great white lies yeah they must have paid a bit of bank for all those tunes man i reckon but yeah some uh let's, let's talk about some of the zombies as well because the, the special effects in this man are just like awesome there's like, memorable zombies in this they didn't have a massive budget remember as well like, they're not a huge huge budget and they still so like, managed to pull off the you know, obviously you've got, like, what's the name? Is it Annie mm. in the garden? Yeah. That is a great little, like, well, their first introduction to a zombie, yeah. if you like. And it's just a chat to her. 
offer her, like, check that she, and just take the piss out of her and say that she's drunk. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, and then they obviously get that big, the big fat dude with the anorak on as well that come through. Yeah. And they just, this is a beautiful... When they're lobbing those records as well, that it looks no, actually real. That, before that, they just start, they, they, lift, they hear on the TV, aim for the yeah. head, um, sever the head, because um, the newscaster. Yeah. <laughs> And they start loving it. They love a toaster, yep. the tea, the tea, TV remote, um, the tea to cozy, everything. Yeah. And it's like, what? Then they um, accidentally hit record in. And they start loving records in there. And look, that, that bit is just like so well known in it, where they're just like going through prints. No, 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 don't chuck that. Like, this is chuck the Batman soundtrack. <laughs> Sade, chuck it. It's brilliant. It's just like, oh, it's brilliant. Stone Roses. Nah, keep... Second coming. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) It's so clever. But it's like... And then the cricket bat comes out. Yeah, yeah. What's in the shed? Don't know. (laughs) I just love that as well. He doesn't open the shed. He just smashes through the shed. Yeah. I love that bit. He's just like straight through it. But this... It kind of moves the film on, which is really cool. It's like... This is what I love about it as well, is that Sean starts out pretty pathetic. He's not... He's not like... He's not the hero. The best of times, but he becomes the hero. He starts, like, basically taking charge and kind of saying, "Right, we're going to do this. This we're not going to let them get us down. We're not. We're going to beat these zombies." And he kind of becomes a hero. He comes up with a shit plan. Yeah, still, but but it's a good. It's a plan. Exactly. And he he gets people rallying around him. That's the problem. (laughs) Nobody else comes up with any plan. Yeah. (laughs) Apart from, well, him and Ed, I suppose. Well, Ed's Ed's not got a plan. He's not got a plan. But he's amazing. That character is just fucking brilliant. He's cock it. (laughs) Cock it. (laughs) (laughs) He just couldn't give a shit, could he? He's just like, breezes through. He reminds me a bit like what I reckon you'd be like. (laughs) Don't really care. Like, oh, yeah. hang on, just do this. Hang on, just text me, mate, trying to get some, you know. He's playing a Star Wars game. What are you doing? Playing a Star Wars game. <laughs> what would you be doing? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. But yeah, it's it, it's just like, it's just from start to finish, um, re-watching this with Collie, because I laugh out loud, loud every time I watch this movie. It's just so funny. It's just great. It just it has that. It gets that warm feeling inside you when you watch it as well. It's just brilliant. I mean, I love the bit in the pub when he's just broken up with Liz, and he's and Ned's trying to cheer him up. He cheers him up with Clyde from every which way, but does a little orangutan press. <laughs> I love it. And he starts going on about all the uh, all the people in the pub. Yeah. Snake hips. Yeah. Um. What's the face? Is a cock? He says cockocidal mania. I love <laughs> fucking. I've used to go the word cockocidal mania. I'd love to know if any of that was ad libbed. Okay. It's just like brilliant. It's it fucking was. ace. And he's obviously going on about yeah, and the TV montage as well when he's sort of flicking through the TV early yeah. on, and it's like panic on the streets of London. London. Yeah. And it's just like every and then Vernon K is. It's just it's just brilliant. Yeah, and it is so nice. spaced in terms of his yeah. comedy and stuff like that. And there's like, he, the beautiful thing about the Cornetto trilogy is that he's using the jokes from, that he's like brought up on space yeah. and he transfers them through like Shaun of the Dead, Hot Furs. And just genres. And it just takes, turns it on his head, yeah. takes genres, turns it on his head and makes a massive comedy element as well involved. Just brilliant. How, like, how they move it on just to touch on like obviously Hot Furs. 
It's just like it's like a cop movie and an action movie with but, the Wicker Man. But cross in. between Midsummer Murders, Murders, <laughs> and the Wicker Man. Yeah, it's just like so funny. It's just like it's just so clever. Yeah. And it's just like you know the quintessential kind of little rural village in the middle of nowhere. And uh, it's just a choice it's of just so the choice of weapons that they pick up. Like a cricket bat is just a great weapon. Yeah. And at one stage, he uses a swing ball. And, that, he, yeah. and he swings he's like Pathetic. he swings it round he swings it round yeah and then the girl's like no poke him yeah, <laughs> so, oh, just, yeah. they don't even talk they just go <clears throat> yeah. fucking Brilliant. genius and so like, I think that's one of my favourite scenes mm. I'll talk about my favourite scene is like the zombie theatre when they're all like they've got to get past all those zombies mm. and they all line up and they've all genius. Got, and they've all got to get, give it like Okay, give me your best zombie impression. Because uh, yeah, it's Diane. Is it Diane that's the, that's the thespian? So yeah, she's like giving the kind of directions. Sort of vacant. But <laughs> yeah, but we got oh, Dylan Moran's character, man. Oh my god, what a dick! He plays he is a the total best dick. unlikable person. I know. You just you like fucking, ah. you just want to punch him in his little face. But I love it when he just like, he gets his comeuppance. It's brilliant. That scene is fucking brilliant. Well, that scene, that scene is like a complete nod to Day of the Dead. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, you it's know... Ripped guts apart. Arms, arms come off, legs yeah. come off. So clever. It's really, really good. And, and great gore. Mm. Great gore. Really good. Really and again, good. the zombies in it are absolutely genius. Like, the the bar... Oh, the bar fight to Queen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when they're all just kind of like, hit him in with pool cues. And he's not... You can blatantly see he's got a pillow up his shirt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think that's the whole point, isn't it? That's the that's the whole thing of it. Yeah. It's just like it's just brilliant. I just love it. Yeah, those fucking moments in it just like stick with you forever. Mm. Um what about you? What's your favourite sort of scene? What from Shaun of the Dead? Yeah. Oh, I don't know, man. It's like I kinda like the uh one of my favourite scenes is, is is right at the end where they're in the cellar and like literally they've only got like two bullets left and they're like trying to figure out how they're going to use it and stuff and then uh, Ed goes like oh it's alright I'll be and I don't care and then they find out they've got two bullets and they're like actually can you kill me (laughs) he just keeps changing his mind but he's sort of like yeah and then they're having this really deep conversation and he's like I'm sorry I'm sorry and and like what are you sorry for and then he smells his fart (laughs) that's just brilliant Right, that last minute, he's, he's going to be serious, he's going to be serious. And then he does that. He does the fart thing again. Yeah. And it's like, obviously, that's a nod back to earlier. Early, yeah. There's other bits yeah. as well, with the um, video game, um, when he's playing, like, oh, um, left, top left, top left reload. Yeah. And he does that He does that in the pub yeah. to, to him in reverse. And it's just like those sorts of scenes just cracking. It just knows itself so mm. well. And it's just like, it's, it's just perfect. Mm. And there's bits in it, like, when he... Ooh, never taken a shortcut before, and he like tries to jump over a fence. And, <laughs> to and then in hot fuzz, yeah, yeah. he's like a proper fucking dude, he and he's does, like he gets over all the fences. Sprints and just like starts doing somersaults. It's just so funny. One thing I didn't notice, I didn't even notice this until last night when I rewatched it. He, you know, the electrical shop that Sean works in. There's a guy, a kind of teenager guy with a phone. That's Rafe Spore. Yeah, Rafe Spore. I didn't even know that. What? I didn't I was, know that. Because I was using Hot Fuzz. I didn't know he's a, that that was him in Shaun of the Dead. Well, I knew he was in Hot Fuzz, but I didn't know that was well, him in Shaun of the Dead. He was a boy, big guy in that, a yeah. a big guy back then. But he's, he looks like a teenager, though. Oh, yeah, a big time. And he yeah, was yeah. like, 
he's gone on to obviously to do Jurassic, the most recent Jurassic World. He's a massive star yeah, now, isn't he? He's a big, Huge. he's a big star. So yeah, yeah, I didn't even realize that. Obviously, um, what's his face, Bill? Nye. Bill Nye yeah. um, is the stepdad. He's yeah. fucking great. He's I got some great comedy timing when he turns off the music. Yeah. Oh my god. Absolute genius. Should we rote this bad boy? Before, or should we have some Matt's facts first? Do we have Matt's facts first or do we rate? I never know. Let's rate it after Matt's facts. Okay. Matt's facts. I can't bloody wait for this. Do you know what? There, there are a lot of facts. I'm sure it did, but I just picked a few. Okay. Because otherwise we'd be here all fucking night. <laughs> so, a couple of little bits. Obviously, George A. Romero saw this movie and he was so impressed with it that you obviously know this, that he put um, Sean and Ed as zombies in Land of the Dead. So, yeah. if you haven't, you didn't know that, you've got to go and watch Land of the Dead and just spot them. But that's that. I thought that was it's... genius because he was so impressed with them. Blink, blink, you miss it. Yeah, exactly. But, it, but they are, they are, there, they are in there as zombies. Mm. So, the friendship between obviously Sean and Ed uh, was based on uh, Nick Frost and Simon Pegg. They actually shared a flat together, and a lot of the stuff that they used to do is actually relayed in this film, apparently, which okay. is quite cool. Uh, obviously, most of the zombies they're all um, spaced fans. They were like, basically, they went on the website, but back then there wasn't like loads of social media or anything. So they all went on, put it out on the space website. If you're a fan, come and be a zombie for a day. Oh my God, I wish we had done that. Yeah, I, I, I didn't really go on the internet then no. in those days at all. Um, so yeah, they, they were all basically, uh, most of them were like either ex people that were in space or spaced fans, which is really, really cool. Um, and most of them, all the extras, were paid a pound a day because they basically pay in homage to kind of like George A. Romero when he made like Dawn of the Dead and apparently he paid all the extras a dollar a day. Really? Yeah, yeah, apparently, which was quite interesting. Now, John and Bernie that own the pub, apparently they're real people that actually own the real pub called The Shepherd uh, in Highgate that they used to go and drink at. So they're actually portrayed in this movie. But they're real people. And apparently they did do toasties, if you ask, for the regulars. Oh, and nice. they did have like a karaoke night and quiz night and stuff like that, which is cool. Um, Chris, Chris Moores used to go to that pub quite a lot. It used ah, to be a good quiz night. Ah, okay, it. in Highgate. Apparently Quentin Tarantino had this in his top 20 films of all time. Apparently. Um, that's, a gr- that's a good fact. Yeah, because... This movie cost them four million to make, and it made thirty million worldwide. That's profit on that. That's massive. Four Probably million. got more. When, of a... when you think about four million to make that, though, that's that's a good movie. It's pennies. That's you know that's that's brilliant. I think. So this was meant to come out exactly the same as a remake of Dawn of the Dead, but they pushed it back. They pushed Dawn of the Dead back two weeks because they were worried because it had a similar name to the to the Dawn of the Dead. So it got pushed back by two weeks, which is crazy. I love that Dawn of the Dead. The remake Dawn of the Dead came Zach out Schneider. and they showed it. How how like cool oh, was yeah, that? I remember watching both at the cinema. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Quality, isn't it? So I only got a couple of more. A couple more. Sean's place of work, the electrical shop, don't know if you noticed. It's called 4A Electricals after Ken 4A. Oh, I didn't. Dawn of the Dead, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's great. That's something I didn't know. Which is cool. I thought that was awesome. No, I didn't I didn't see that. This 
I've only got two more. This is great, this fact. So, obviously, we go to Fright Fest every year. And Alan from Alan Jones from Fright Fest that puts on Fright Fest. Yeah. And one of the organisers and stuff. He's actually in the movie as a zombie. You can spot him. He's wearing, like, a checkered shirt and he walks past the phone, uh, uh, phone box. So, I didn't even realise this. So, I'm going to go and have a check it out. I'm going to watch it again then. So, the what's that? What, what, outside the pub? Yeah, outside the pub. Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. So, I'm going to check that out. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and the last one. Simon Pegg actually turned down a role in Dog Soldiers so he could do Shaun of the Dead. Interesting. Probably good. He's, I mean, look at the career he's got now. Mm. Fucking. But there's there's absolutely loads and loads more. But we've been there all night. Dog Soldiers is a great. About one. all the nods and everything like that to other movies and stuff. But. Well, you didn't yeah. fancy just doing them all. I could have stayed here all night. I, I would have, but yeah, <laughs> we'd have been here all night. I'm quite happy doing that. <laughs> Go and dig them all out. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, so. Probably well, that was a lovely slice of fried gold right there. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I loved it. It's ten... Ten, ten breaths out ten, of ten. Ten breaths like, out of ten. Don't even have to talk about it, do we? Ten breaths out of ten breaths. It's, it's flawless. It is. It's almost... Well, it is a perfect movie yeah. for me. It is a perfect movie. For me, movie. it's just... It's just yeah, it's, it's up there. It's, it's just like one of my favourite movies of all time. And I need love to bring it. it out a nice 4K, nice box set. Oh. Like... Lovely jubbly. Poster's incredible as well. Mm. And also, I had a, a, I was, I had a lovely cardboard cutout that I'd given to you. Probably trashed it now. No, it's, <laughs> in, it's in the best nick. That Good. It's in the same nick. That Make sure you keep it. that safe. Mate, I think you're an idiot. <laughs> I think, like, come 20 years, I'm selling that. <laughs> no, you're I'm not. split the profits. <laughs> I'm in my dead body. <laughs> Anyone wants a cardboard cutout of um, Sean of the Dead, just let me know. <laughs> DM me. How dare you? I mean, we're not, I wouldn't part of it for a toffee, so, you know. I was going to leave it in my will. But you'd have to put a real taking it back now. You'd have to put a real offer in for it, because <laughs> it's awesome. It is quality. So then, Matthew. Yes, Paul. <laughs> it's your turn to pick the movie. It the is. The next movie from the vault. My turn to Let's pick hear it. the movie from the vault. Um, So... I was thinking about this long and hard. Filthy. <laughs> so I'm going to give it to you. Are you ready? Give it to me, deep. So I had a good think. On our next episode, our movie from the vault is going to be The Gate. The Gate? Fuck yeah. Oh my God, okay. I was excited. So I've never seen this movie. Well, I don't know if I've seen it. Mm. I have no idea. Again, so I might have watched it at some point. I've got it on Blu-ray recently. That's fucking awesome. It's a treat, mate. It's a treat. Yeah. All right, I'm looking forward to that. Get back in. Get well back into the eighties. I did miss Definitely. it. I did miss it. We tipped out of it a little bit. We yeah. might go back in uh, out of it again one day, but at the moment we're going back. Oh, mate, you haven't seen what I've got lined up for my back. next, you know, five six picks. Excellent stuff. So, all right then. So. Thanks for listening to uh, this episode. And going on to next episode, we have got our main reviews, possibly either Anne and the Apocalypse or Shockingly Wicked Evil Thing with Zac Efron. God, I can't even remember the title. <laughs> Fucking good, isn't it? That one. The one about Ted Bundy. And then um, something to scream about is going to be... Favourite. Our favourite video nasties, yes. And then Matt's just pulled out um, from the vault. The gate. Ooh, sir. 
And there's only one more thing to say. When there's no more room in hell, here's another podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. You can follow us on Twitter at Draw One Last, Instagram at Draw One Last Breath, or pop us an email at Draw One Last Breath Pod at hotmail.com. <laughs>